Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text is the reading from the Gospel according to St. Matthew. Now, when John heard in prison about the deeds of the Christ, he sent word by his disciples and said to him, Are you the one who is to come, or shall we look for another? And Jesus answered them, Go and tell John what you hear and see. The blind receive their sight, and the lame walk. Lepers are cleansed, and the deaf hear, and the dead are raised up, and the poor have good news preached to them. And blessed is the one who is not offended by me. As they went away, Jesus began to speak to the crowds concerning John. What did you go out into the wilderness to see? A reed? Shaken by the wind? What then did you go out to see? A man dressed in soft clothing. Behold, those who wear soft clothing are in kings' houses. What then did you go out to see? A prophet? Yes, I tell you, and more than a prophet. This is he of whom it is written, Behold, I send my messenger before your face, who will prepare your way before you. In the name of Jesus, amen. What did you go out into the wilderness to see? Jesus asked the crowns. A reed shaken by the wind? Well, definitely not that. John the Baptist preached a clear, decisive message. Repent. So Jesus asks again, What then did you go out to see? A man dressed in soft clothing? Again, definitely not John the Baptist. He was clothed in camel's hair. He lived in the desert, surviving on locusts and wild honey. No, John the Baptist, as Jesus said, did not look like he belonged in a king's house. In fact, he may well have looked like he belonged in the king's prison. And as it turns out, that's exactly where John the Baptist is when our gospel reading begins. John was in Herod's prison because he had denounced Herod for divorcing his wife to marry his niece Herodias, who had just divorced her husband, who was Herod's brother. This, then, was what people had gone out into the desert to see, a prophet, to hear a man who was willing to speak the truth without regard for the cost to himself, to see a prophet, a man who proclaimed God's word. And, in fact, Jesus says much more than a prophet. For this man, John, is the one of whom it is written, Behold, I send my messenger before your face, who will prepare your way before you. And it is this fearless man, this singular prophet, the one who prepares the way for the Messiah, Jesus. It is this man who now sends his disciples to ask Jesus a question. Are you the one who is to come, or shall we look for another? In other words, are you really the Christ? Have you really brought the kingdom of God? Now, it's not that John didn't know. It's not that he hadn't seen who Jesus was. John had seen the heavens open as he baptized Jesus and the Spirit descend on Jesus in the form of a dove. He had heard the voice of the Father announce, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. John had boldly proclaimed, Behold, look, the Lamb of God. 
that now with the walls of his cell closing around him and his death in sight, well, the kingdom of God didn't seem so real. And if John the Baptist could ask the question, are you the one who is to come, or shall we look for another? Well, then so can you. We celebrate Jesus' birth. We celebrate his death and resurrection. We celebrate the kingdom of God come into the world. But where is the kingdom? If the king has already come, why don't we see more evidence of it? Is Jesus the coming one, or do we look for another? Jesus gave John and you an answer. Go and tell John the things which you hear and see. The blind see and the lame walk. The lepers are cleansed and the deaf hear. The dead are raised up and the poor have the gospel preached to them. And blessed is he who is not offended because of me. For an answer, Jesus points John away from his circumstances, away from sitting in prison, to the testimony of the disciples to what Jesus was doing, healing the blind and the lame, cleansing the lepers and making the deaf hear, raising up the dead and preaching the good news, the gospel, to the poor. And you might think that, well, maybe this answer is not an answer for us here today because we don't see the blind man seen, the lame walking, the leper cleansed, and the deaf hearing. But John, he didn't either. He was stuck in prison. He had to take the disciples' word for it, that this is what was happening outside the walls. And that's exactly the same situation that you're in, to believe the testimony of the disciples who bear witness to all that Jesus did and said. You have their testimony recorded for you in the scriptures. Do you believe it? And yet, really, the struggle goes deeper than that. It's not just a matter of believing the testimony that, yes, the blind see and the lame walk. But rather, as Jesus concluded, blessed is he who is not offended because of me. Because even when Jesus sent this message back to John, there were many blind and lame that Jesus healed and many more that he did not. Jairus' daughter, the widow's son, and Lazarus were raised from the dead, but many, many more died during Jesus' public ministry and were not raised from the dead. And it's the same thing today, is it not? That some are miraculously healed and many are not. Sometimes God grants many more happy years through treatments and therapies. Many times those years are cut short or filled with pain and hardship. Sometimes the years aren't there at all. We lose someone before we even see their face. Jesus' final words speak to this struggle. Our translation reads, And blessed is he who is not offended because of me. But that doesn't really do it justice. Jesus is not just saying, don't be offended by me, don't be ticked off by what I do. Rather, he's saying, blessed is the one who is not scandalized because of me. Blessed is he who does not stumble over me. In other words, our struggle, the stumbling block, is not just to believe that Jesus does those things, heals the sick and preaches the gospel. Our struggle is not just to believe in miracles, though that is a struggle in our world today. But our struggle is to trust that Jesus is the coming one, that he is the Savior, even when there are a whole lot of things that for now he doesn't fix. From what we can see, 
if we judge by the evidence around us, Jesus is not a very effective Savior. For all the miracles that he did, and still does to this day, he leaves a lot of suffering and pain in the world and in our lives. His kingdom has come upon us, but the kingdoms of this world still seem to be going along pretty well. He established his church, and it is still here. The gospel is being preached, but it's often a lot easier to see the effects of our sin in the church than it is to see the effects of the gospel. Why doesn't Jesus just fill in the blank? This is what Jesus is talking about when he says, Blessed is he who is not offended because of me. He is talking about the blessedness of believing, living, dying according to what Jesus has done and not according to what we wish he would do. He is talking about believing that all good things that we're waiting for will come to us as Jesus has promised. They will, in fact, be done, are, in fact, being done, even when we look around us and we don't see them happening. And this, then, is the final act, if you will, of St. John the Baptist's ministry, his final preparation of the way of the Lord, that he lives and dies in the faith that he gets this answer from Jesus, the testimony of the disciples of all the miraculous works of Jesus and the preaching of the gospel. And then, well, a little time later, perhaps a few weeks, a couple months, St. John the Baptist is beheaded thanks to the drunken oath of the king of this world lusting after his stepdaughter. No evidence that the kingdom of God has come upon him. And yet, St. John the Baptist is blessed because he does not stumble over Jesus, but believes that it will be according to Jesus' word that he does bring the salvation he has promised. And the same is true for you. You have the testimony of the apostles that Jesus has healed the sick, raised the dead, and preached the gospel. You have this good news of the victory of Jesus over sin, death, and the devil preached to you. You are united to this gospel in the waters of baptism, You are fed with the fruits of the victory of Christ in the Lord's Supper. You have this good news proclaimed to you every time that you confess your sins and receive the absolution. You yourself proclaim this gospel every time that you pray the Lord's Prayer, confess the creed, and forgive those who trespass against you. And yet, you will still endure suffering. You and those you love will still be sinned against. People will die too soon and with too much pain. If you judge only according to by what you see, the question will remain, is Jesus the coming one, or should we look for another? And the only answer, the blessed answer, is the stumbling block of the cross. And yes, it is true, St. John the Baptist died. The kingdom of God coming did not mean that he was delivered from that prison. He was executed, for that is the way of the Lord, through death the same path on which Jesus was already set to go. John was not going anywhere where Jesus was not already going to. That Jesus himself was going on his way, his way to the cross, to his death, his burial, and then also to the resurrection. For Jesus saves not by going around and just fixing every problem as it pops up, a divine game of whack-a-mole, if you will, but rather by descending into death and the grave and raising us up through death to life. Every question, every doubt, 
every heart-rending pain of our lives in this world is addressed in and only in Jesus on the cross. This is the way of the Lord that John the Baptist came to prepare. This is the way of our salvation. And the testimony of the disciples is that this is salvation. Their testimony is that suffering and death do not mean that God has forsaken you, but rather that Jesus is with you, bearing these things with you and for you. That the cross is where you find Jesus, or rather, where he finds you and is with you. And blessed are you who are not offended because of him. Blessed are you who do not find the cross to be a stumbling block, but rather the power of salvation. Do you believe that by his cross, Jesus has overcome sin and death and every evil of this world? For you who know Christ in the cross, you will also know him in his resurrection and in the life everlasting. And that is to be truly blessed. To him be all the glory forever and ever. Amen.